love, love, lust, lust, and battle soul. If it's not been over a year, but Love, Lust, and Badass Soul is back, and we have a new co-host in the building with Crystal, the bad habit in the building. What's going on? Uh, I'm happy to be here. This is a long time coming, so let's let's get right into it. Yeah, for sure. So we got some topics that we're generally run into, and then we're going to get to what we always do and answer some emails. But it's two topics. I know one's not on the list, but I'm sure you've seen it and kind of stayed on top of it. What do you think about this whole Dwight Howard nonsense that's going on? First of all, <laughs> why are we in everybody's business? Why are they telling us things that we don't need to know? How does this affect me? How does this affect you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, his preference is his preference. It was speculated for the longest time. So, I mean, hearing everything and the accusations, I mean, that's a whole other story. I mean, and he did recently come on and say, hey, my business is my business. And that's that. So, it's like, <sighs> I mean... That's a, that's a sticky topic. That's a sticky topic. And that's the way that I look. Like, I, here's my, my opinion on it. I know this is not, like, the, the common opinion. I don't give a damn who anybody's sleeping with. Like, that ain't got nothing to do with us, right? That ain't got nothing to do with us. Now, I do say this always. Once it does come out, you open the jokes. Like, it's going to happen. It's the social media age. People are going to make memes. They're going to make jokes. It is what it is. The allegations against him, that's the serious part, right? Like, that's the thing that's more serious about whatever his sexual preference is. I don't give a two. I, I can honestly say I've never sat here and watched basketball and thought to myself, I wonder if this dude's gay. I'm watching sports. <laughs> I don't think about that. Like, people be too worried or feel like they're in, entitled to other people's business when it really doesn't matter. But when it comes down to the to allegations, that's the serious part. And he got to go through that in court and deal with that. That's not on me to judge. If whatever ends up coming out, we may talk about them. But at the end of the day, people going to have fun with their memes. It just is what it is. You open yourself up to that when you're in the media, when you're in the spotlight. So, yeah. I mean, you can't really say anything once your business is out there. It's public knowledge. You either rise above it or not. That's facts. But you mentioned, can we? they keep us out of it? Now, I know we're a couple of weeks late, but we still got to talk. Jada Pickett needs to just leave us out of the group chat. Can we Can we exit the group chat, please? I've been exited. It's been <laughs> muted. It's been locked. And, I mean, she just keeps popping up with new things and new information. And it's like, girl, we do not care. I mean, how it's making Will look. I mean, he. I'm sure he knows everything. She had her book. I don't know if that was supposed to be a precursor yeah. to her book and that it was supposed to get a lot of reviews or a lot of sales. And frankly, it hasn't done that. You've told us everything we didn't care to know. And there's nothing else that you could tell us that's going to make it more interesting or that's going to make you relevant at this point. Yeah, and I think it, that, that's just really what it comes down to is the fact that it's like, you're giving us all this information, and I understand, like, you you got your book, you got to do your tour, you got to do your things, stuff like that. But ultimately, it's like, 
Like we had already pretty much known all this. Like when when Will Smith was having the picture with Margot Robbie, we all thought that that's what was going on. Like it's not really anything new now. Um, people are saying and asking, like, is Will the victim? Is she right for this? Like, how do you how do you view? Because Will's been very quiet on it, and I commend him for that. He's had fun with it. Like he had the video where he made it seem like he was about to start talking and didn't. But like, do you think that? Do you view Will as a victim in all this, or do you just view it as that's their situation? Let's move on. I mean, in some instance having it out there in the open and none of us knew this we're kind of like damn you know what i mean and it's yeah. like why is she putting this out there but it also makes you wonder was there a prior conversation or hey these are the things that are going to be said and i mean you know he's just rolling with the punches so to say so you know i think there was an instance that she said that she was shocked when he called her his wife and said keep my wife's name out your mouth um at the oscars and it was like she said that she was shocked when she heard that part. Regardless of what it is, whether you call each other that or not, you're still in a marriage. Separated or not, in the public eye, this is what we know. So that part, I'm just like, you did a little bit too much. Mm. I mean, you already said what you said, and now you're just kind of taking more jabs. You know, but I'm sure he's aware of the information and he knew. And like I said, he's rolling with it. And I commend him for being able to keep his composure <laughs> because yeah. it wouldn't be easy for for the rest of us. That's for sure. Exactly. And people, listen, people got to stop trying to be mad for Will. Will is cool. Like, unless he, he's acting mad about it, like the people that are trying to have the out, selective outrage on Will Smith's behalf, it's like, y'all just got to sit down and shut up. Like, if this man's cool, then we got to be cool with it. It is what it is. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into the actual topics for today. Uh, the first one that we want to jump off with, I feel like we got two really good ones to jump off with as the relaunch of the show. And first up, going to ask this one. Can a woman be dominant sexually but still submissive in the relationship? And the reason why I talk about this because we know body count, which is what we're going to talk about as well, and submission is one of the most triggering topics, it seems like, for people on social media, and I had to, as as a very boss woman yourself, I had to get your opinion, and I wanted to talk about this topic with you. Alright, well, I'm going to give my personal opinion, and then I'm going to give the opinion of, of, you know, a couple of my friends and whatnot, but for me, I know I'm very much that dominant personality. I'm mm. just that way. So... You know, in the dating world and in the dating scene, at least for myself, you know, submission is a huge thing when you're, you know, having conversations with the opposite sex, with people that you're getting to know and knowing that my personality is as big and loud as it is. You know, a lot of the time they're like, well, you need to do this and you need to do that and let me be the man. And frankly, my opinion is if you want your woman to be submissive, you got to create that environment for her. Mm. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how dominant i am or how much of an alpha personality i have i want my man to lead like sometimes you gotta look at her you gotta rough her up a little bit and just let her know that you're <laughs> boss <laughs> and let her know that you're boss but at the end of the day you know what i mean put me in my place but do it respectfully there's a way that you go about in order of doing it and when you demand certain things that's the quickest way for a woman to go against the grain of whatever it is that you're saying so like if you create that environment i'm sure you know, she can be submissive in that regard, but trust me, in the bedroom, honey, that's 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 all me. <laughs> and, see, and that's the thing is, I think people forget, like what what, and that's kind of the, the the subtopic of this. I think that people don't understand what submission really is. Like submission isn't this thing, and the people that think like, oh, the moment you get with somebody, it's like boom, now become submissive. It is an environment that you have to create, right? And it's something that you submission is something that you should earn, and that comes through trust, that comes through the feeling safe, that comes through feeling protected. And a lot of these people who are complaining about women not being submissive or not being feminine enough for them or whatever aren't really are, aren't really taking in the fact of 
if that's not what you're getting out of her, it's probably in large part due to your inability to lead and create a safe environment. And I know that's not something people are going to like hearing come out of another man's mouth, but I just got to be real with it, right? Like you can't expect something if you're not creating a, a space where somebody feels comfortable being vulnerable. That's really what that boils down to. And if you think that somebody just because they like your ass is all of a sudden going to be vulnerable, you're an idiot. That's the way that I look at it. Preach. You're preaching <laughs> to the choirs. You're preaching to all for all the women out there because it's it's a rock and a hard place. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like nobody wants to be vulnerable. It's not an easy thing when you're getting to know somebody. So to let your guard down and say, okay, you know what? I feel safe with this person. I know that they have my best interests at heart. I mean, the environment is everything. The man will speak for himself. If you know that that's the caliber of man that you're speaking to, then you know where you kind of have to soften yourself and soften your ways. Facts, big facts. Like, and so the topic of submission, what do you think people get wrong the most? And the conversation you've seen on both social media, personally, whatever, what, is, what do you think is the thing that's missed it's most control. from both sides? Okay. It's control. Okay. And that's what a lot of people have an issue with. Mm. They think being submissive, submissive means that you are no longer in control of yourself. The other yeah. person is dictating your acts thoughts, feelings, and that you have no say in how things go. So you know what I mean? Like, obviously, in the dynamic of a man and a woman, you want your woman to have some form of backbone. Doesn't matter if you're that man and people know that that's how you are. You want your woman to have a backbone. So, you know, there's a way to guide and to coach somebody into being a certain type of person. But when you're just demanding of it and saying it's cut and dry, this is how it's supposed to be. That's not going to work well in your favor at all. That's a great point. Um, and I think that uh, I love that you pointed that out because a lot of people try to hide control being controlling under the guise of of submissiveness and then that's not how it works right you don't to me i don't want nobody who can't think for themselves because when i'm not around i need you i need to know that you're gonna be just as much on top of this shit as i am right that's the whole point of being equally yoked and having somebody that you can rock and vibe with but the submission is the safety in the relationship and i think that that's what people really get wrong you just a lot of people just want somebody who's just gonna be quiet shut the fuck up and let them do what they want to do and that's not submissive that's being an idiot that's different most definitely, that's facts. And as a black woman, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a sticky topic with some men in regards to, you know, you might have a certain race or a certain ethnicity that behaves in a certain way. And that black women, we're loud, we're overbearing, we're this, we're that. And we don't know how to let that man be that man in that situation. But once again, like, if you are that person and you're showing me everything that I need to, I'll, I'll let you do your thing. But I'm going to answer myself from time to time. <laughs> Hopefully by insert yourself, you don't mean you out here pegging niggas. I hope that's not what you mean. No, that is that in my style. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into the next topic, the last one, before we start answering a couple of emails and responding to that. With shout out to people still sending emails for a dormant podcast. But now we back. Um, but with that said, body count. This is another topic that I've seen people be so triggered in body count conversations. I would love to hear your opinion on it before I give mine. What do you think about men being intimidated by body count? I mean, does anybody tell the truth, first of all? Because I can tell you <laughs> five, and it's really 500. And how are you really going to verify that at the end of the day? The fact of the matter is, we've all been with somebody before. Whether it was one person, 10 person, 10,000 people, we've all been with somebody before. So you knowing that information and judging somebody just off of that basis, you could be losing out on a good person. You never mm. know what that person went through. They could have been a sex worker they could have just been somebody that likes to engage in certain type of activities but what does my body count got to do is if i'm every single thing that you want and i have 
too few many of people that you think that I should have slept with? What do, what does that do for you? <laughs> That's a great point. Do you think like so? Is this a, a thing that is just men, or do you? Because I haven't in, in my conversations, but again, this topic usually makes me exit out of the group chat anyway but like are women ever intimidated by body count is that something that you've seen like women really trip over i mean at the end of the day amongst me and my girls we might be like that dude is a hoe <laughs> you know what i mean he might have got around but who's to say that somebody can't change and can't settle down and can't be a monogamous person in one relationship and in one sexual relationship with somebody i mean it's not the most attractive thing, I'll be honest. But at the end of the day, if that person meets your qualities, your standards, then that's definitely something I feel like I could overlook. At the end of the day, your body count versus who you are and mm. how you behave and act and think as a person, that supersedes that for sure. F facts on that one. Because, like, it, it's it's people make mistakes, right? And, and, and people have passed. And I think sometimes we can be so caught up in who somebody was that we miss who they currently are, right? And that doesn't mean that every everybody's past isn't all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. We all have things that are jaded about our past, right? But, like, if you're growing from them, and that should be the most important, important thing as far as, just like, who, who's in front of you, right? Who's the person in front of you? Get to know that person. And then if you, if something sticks out bad or good about their personality, their, their, who they are as a person, whatever it is, then that's the most important thing rather than worried about some arbitrary number because you think that it, it, it they hold some type of quality still if their number isn't over, over a certain thing. It's stupid. It's really just stupid <laughs> when it comes down to it. We're being too picky at this point because you say you want a man that's tall. You say you want a man that has that makes this much amount of money and all these other things. And then when you meet that man that has all of those things and he has slept with one person more than you feel that he should have or that lady has slept with one person more than you think she has. I mean, it's, it's nonsense at this point. We're just picking at straws. Picking at straws is basically what this era could be uh, described as because people pick at a lot of straws and this. It's, it's, it's I, I, I couldn't imagine, man. People are crazy nowadays is what I say. It's, it's, it's hard out here. It's slim picking. <laughs> so when you find something that has, you know, majority of what you want, just take it. There's nothing take out there. I feel you. <laughs> Definitely feel you on that one. All right, let's get into the emails that we got today. This first one is a doozy. So the title of this one, my girlfriend just revealed she used to be a serial cheater. So here's how it reads. My girlfriend of eight months revealed to me last night, rather, th rather casually, that she used to be a serial cheater for years and cheated on every partner she ever had up until a couple years ago. She said at the time she was remorseless, but eventually came to the point she decided it wasn't conducive to a healthy relationship or her self-esteem and decided to stop. I've always struggled with trust issues my whole life for a variety of reasons I won't go into. She seemed to brush this off as little more than an, than an antidote. Um, but I gotta tell y'all, I'm shook. I like to believe she's changed and learned from this, become someone who, who would never do this again. But if I'm being honest, I definitely have less faith in her than I did 24 hours ago. Any advice on how to how, how to push past this, I guess what they meant, or discuss it further would be appreciated. Chris, I'm going to throw this one over to you. How are you feeling? First of all, that trust conversation should have been something that they had in the beginning. Mm. Now, the fact that this conversation came up, I can understand how it probably makes him feel a little insecure. And at the end of the day, if she's brushing it off, you want to 
you want to know that the person that you're explaining your situation to or what your thoughts and feelings are, you want to know that you're hurt at the end of the day. Her brushing it off, I could understand to him, doesn't look like the greatest of things. But I mean, if she hasn't given him any reason to doubt her or the fact that, you know, she's faithful to him or not, I don't really feel like it's a big deal. But that should have been a conversation that they had long prior to her just casually bringing it up one day. I mean, like I said, she was who she was in the past. If she isn't giving you any of those red flags now, then what does it matter? Rock with your girl. <laughs> yeah, that that that's that what it really comes down to. Like, I, I think, and this goes back to kind of what we were just talking about. Like, you got to learn the person that's in front of you. If you've had this opinion of her and trusted her up into this, something she shared about you through her past, through confidence, right? And that is showing that she does feel like she can be vulnerable to you. Her sharing that shouldn't change your opinion of this person you just spent um what what do they say eight months with like if you if you have felt comfortable and that you have trusted learned and understood this person in eight months this shouldn't change that wholly i mean i understand like having a question if you even want a question like it should be open dialogue to say hey well are you are you sure you're past this if they say yeah and they've given you no reason to doubt it in your relationship well everybody makes mistakes and that goes back i, I don't like throwing everything under that but like i know some people have this mindset of once a cheater always a cheater and that's not always the case people learn but when people are young people tend to not give a fuck right because they're going through things everything's temporary then if you're building something that's supposed to last and you feel confident and you guys are building something meaningful the past should only matter but so much i think i definitely agree like at the end of the day you got to work towards something and it's still in the early stage of the relationship. So these are the things that you kind of want to get out and open now, you know what I mean? And try to rise above it. So at the end of the day, you know what I mean? I'm even thinking back to recent episodes of Love is Blind when somebody told them their secret that they used to be a cheater and he just blew it completely out of proportion and wanted to stop talking to her. But did he go back and talk to her after? Because after hearing the opinions of everybody else, they were like, you really going to let something like that you know, dictate your possible future with somebody that could be your complete match. I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. She was who she was. She's presented to you as this person that you are now involved in a relationship you're in love with, you're seeing a future with. I mean, if she isn't giving you any red flags, you, you got to go. You got to go. With what's before you? Yeah, I mean, that's it. Like, like you like we, we you don't want to be judgmental in your own relationship. You should be able to have an open conversation, all that. That that that's the baseline for anything in a relationship, right? You need to communicate, communicate, communicate. But like I get being shook, and I don't want to act like I can't understand maybe the initial shock of that if you just didn't expect that from that person at all. But the thing that I'll say is this is that if if it shocked you because the person that you see in front of you, you didn't think did that, that should tell you how far they've come, right? Like so stop tripping off of it. Let's move on. Facts. Listen, everybody didn't sat on a dick or two that they didn't they, they didn't need <laughs> to. Like, it is what it is. Ooh, we're not gonna go there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move into the second uh, email we got for today. Just the two for today. Uh, this this one is titled "My husband wants me to have sex with his best." Best friend. Okay. Uh, it says, I've been married for uh, to my husband for 10 years. Since the beginning of our relationship, I can say he is quite the exhibitionist, and I was okay with it, in, uh, it as long as he has my consent to do it. Lately, he has been talking about me having a threesome uh, with uh, or watching other men bang me because he wants other men to desire me, and it would boost his confidence. I told him about the STD concern if we ever did it with strangers, so he proposed his best friend. My husband told him about it, and he's down. <laughs> my husband and I made out in front of him and his friend 
touched me several times. My concern is he already told my husband that he could be addicted to having sex with me. So I don't think it would be just casual sex. He has my uh, he has a wife and I'm scared it will hurt his wife if he says she's OK. What should I do? My husband is really pushy about this manner. Setting out the wife. Chris, how you feeling about setting out the wifey? First of all, (laughs) how did they get to that conversation to say he wanted to bring his best friend into the mix? (laughs) That's the first thing I'm thinking. What were you guys doing? What were you talking about that made you say, hey, I want you to join in? It's different for a couple to kind of swing and want to do certain things and you go out and you randomly find somebody or whatever. But I understand her STD concerns and she would rather it be somebody that she knows. I mean, even if it's a stranger and you guys meet, you can still go get tested and do all of that stuff to, you know, make sure that you guys are all in the correct health status. But I mean, having the best friend and if he's already saying he he just can't have it once. I mean, now do you have to wonder about those two sneaking off on their own? I mean, at this point, he should just ask his wife if she's down and they could all just do it all together. That, listen, that, that's kind of what my, my first thought was. Do you really want to open Pandora's box with some shit like that? But then the second thought was, hey, you might as well. He, he might as well tell his wife. Just They, they can exactly. be friends every weekend. Like they can just get together and just do their thing. Right. Like. If that's something that if that's couple bonded for y'all, go rock it out. But like, exactly. It's, but it's it, like if you already leaving her out of the dark and what happens if she was to find out, then she's going to be like, you guys were all in on this. I mean, the same way the, the gentleman that wants his wife to sleep with the friend kind of came out and said that. Have that conversation. You never know. Maybe the, the wife has a kink or something and she's like, hmm, I might be interested in doing something. I mean, at the end of the day, make sure all parties are aware when you start sneaking around and doing other stuff, you're opening Pandora's box so a whole lot other shit yeah and that that could be a box that is very difficult to get the lid back on if you do open that box so you got it you got and i I would say that in in, anyway like the whole polyamorous or 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 having threesomes being an open relationship that's a that's a box that i think people don't quite mentally prepare for that they just they just think of the physical the sexual aspect when it's like you got to make sure that your relationship is rock solid if you're going to do something like that rock Mm -hmm. solid definitely like but it makes you wonder you know if it's if he's saying that it would boost his confidence where mm. is his confidence currently are there things that are happening it's, that you know what i mean like what do you mean boost your confidence i do are you big enough are you small like, like what was <laughs> how, how does it boost your confidence to see another person blow your wife's back out like why why is that building confidence <laughs> I really don't know because are you going to be like well I do it she knows how I like it and she, I do it like this like what what's the reasoning behind it like I need to know more like you need to write back in and tell us more because <laughs> I have a lot to say <laughs> that's a fact I need to follow up and uh, this email was actually sent probably about six months ago so I, hopefully I can reach out for a follow up let's see if they even still together because that Pandora's box if they went ahead and kicked that open Man, I, and, I you need know to what? know what happened next. You know, like, your friend is bold. Because if you if, if if you go to your friend and say, hey, me and my wife are thinking about bringing you into our relationship, and you and, you're, and the friend's response to that is, well, hey, I may get addicted to fucking your wife. I, I may not just be able to do it once. That's crazy. You already stepping over lines. Facts. Like I said, I, I need to know where that conversation, where y'all drunk and you were just shooting shit and saying I did this and I did that. Like, where? how did that start? What's the story? 
I got no answers for that. That's crazy. I definitely will follow up with them on that one. Uh, but yeah, let us know your guys' thoughts as always on what you think about the topics. I know it's a little bit of a quicker episode, but hey, we're getting working out the kinks, getting back in in uh, the groove of things. Uh, Miss Bad Habit over there. Before we go, though, I should have started the, the podcast off about this. Tell people a little bit about you and what they can expect now going forward as Love, Lust, and Badass Soul returns. Well, most definitely, I am loud, outspoken. There'll probably be a lot of things that you would not expect to come out of my mouth, but I don't shy away from any topic, first of all. So, I mean, I'm just excited for what's to come. And, you know, being that I'm from Canada and I have a Caribbean background, you know, the little flair, the little pizzazz, a little extra. (laughs) So I'm excited for sure. For sure. It's going to be it's going to be fun. We're going to uh, and guys, please send in your thoughts. We love to uh, hear from you guys on how the podcast can evolve, what we can do better as we're trying to make this. Uh, this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. First of all, it's going to be ran very well. And listen, we're going we're going to get to the usual craziness you guys are from. I didn't want to come out with all my crazy on this bad habit right away. But best believe it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Even though, you know, a little bit of it already. I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys can follow us at Love, Lust, and BAS. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, lovelustandbas at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, if you want your voice played on the podcast, the number to do so is 614-547-2039. We will be back for you guys next week as well. For The Bad Habit, I'm Hayes, and we out, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.